This is the Trivium Dad Podcast. My name is Nick, and welcome. Dearest listeners, I'm here to ask for your support, not your financial support. It would be great if you could donate. It would help support the Trivium Dad podcast and Upward Enrichment Service. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, then leave a review because it will help other people find the show. And two, tell a friend about the show. Or better yet, tell a whole bunch of friends. Thank you. This program may contain strong languages and topics that might not be suitable for all listeners. So it was announced that New York City schools will be delayed until September 29th if your kids go to kindergarten to fifth grade and October 1st if they are attending middle and high school. Well, that's great because I have three kids that will have three different schedules for blended learning in New York. Principals, teachers are in an uproar. I've been on Twitter a lot. I've tweeted about 200 times retweeting what teachers, what principals are saying. With principals, they're frustrated. They had a no-confidence vote in Mayor de Blasio and Chancellor Carenza. They had to recreate their schedules multiple times, their school schedules. Teachers still don't feel safe. It's kind of when you look at the Zoom, when you look at Google Meet, the teachers are in their classroom wearing their mask and they're teaching remotely to our kids. You know, you wonder why are they wearing the mask? It just looks weird. Why are they not at home? It's just become a total mess in New York when it comes to reopening schools. Uh, They had six months to plan, and by day, I mean Mayor de Blasio and Chancellor Carenza to plan how to reopen properly. And if they didn't have the time or the proper personnel to check ventilation systems, to check to make sure that the school was safe, that they had enough PPE, Uh, They didn't listen to the teachers when it came to the temperature checks. The thermometers are not accurate. Teachers don't have the time to go get the COVID test. It has been chaotic. And as a parent, speaking for myself, I've never felt so emotionally drained. And having to juggle the three schedules for this week, that just passed, all three of my sons was on the computer. It was full remote. It was tough. It's trying to manage setting up accounts so you have multiple passwords. They have their own unique schedule. And I have to say, my children, my two older sons were great. Thank goodness. It was just juggling the computers in my house, using the iPad and the laptops. So that was kind of interesting because there's five of us, but we have three uh, laptops and an iPad. 
So I had to give up my laptop and I was working off on an iPad uh, for most of the day, but I made do with it. I knew that it was going to be hard for my younger son because it was the way you had to be on the computer for pretty much from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., going through different class schedules. The first day was was a mess. My son, he has a great fourth grade teacher. I'm so happy uh, because she's so easy to communicate with and she's trying her best. But nothing was working on the first day. She's in the classroom. She has her students. There's a second teacher that's there alongside her. And she's trying to explain, you know, what the expectations for school would be for the 2020-2021 year. And then, as she does all of that, the news comes on. It's another change. So whatever she said on that day was kind of irrelevant. After that first day, helping my son when it came to watching the Nearpod videos, when it came to making sure he was on the Google Meet, uh, that he was doing his attendance. And really what took everything out of me was the class assignments. I was sitting with him. I was helping him to try to understand the mathematics, the science, the social studies. And it, it pretty much gave me a headache. Because I had to, I wasn't too versed with how to use Google Classroom. He was more so than I. And I started to understand it. And with all the lessons that he needed to learn, all the assignments he needed to turn in, at the end of the day, five o'clock, I had a massive headache. And I typically don't sleep in the day. But I had to go lay down and sleep because my head was was really I was really in pain. I'm trying. I took the day off on Monday because I knew it was going to be very difficult for everybody. And I wanted to focus. My wife had to go to school. She works in the DOE as a paraprofessional. She doesn't feel safe going into her school building. I remember on Twitter, Twitter is great because you get to see everything from a teacher's perspective. And I swear, I just couldn't believe watching a teacher run in the hallways with her laptop in a Zoom meeting. And she was running in, she was running in the hallway because there was a fire drill. Can you believe that? She was running the hallways because it was a fire drill. What the hell? It was, uh, I couldn't. When I saw this video, it pretty much went viral. (laughs) And people are like, why is there a fire drill when there's nobody in the building? It's hard because I have still, I still need time to adjust my own remote work schedule. Because it is, when it comes to all the emails that you receive, because email has replaced if it is having casual conversations in the office, if it's having in-person meetings, 
emails have exponentially increased. So there's a lot of emails that wouldn't have been emails if we were in person. So I feel like, you know, the stress on my fingers, it feels like I have wrote an encyclopedia, (laughs) a whole volume in the six months. You know, it's more virtual meetings that's on my calendar. And not only that, because I also have to host virtual office hours. So to the public. And this becomes difficult because when you're doing the virtual office hours, I have a space in my house. It's an open space in which I created a kind of, let's say, quasi office with a desk a little bookcase, but it's an open space. So it's right next to, it's adjacent to the living room. So you have the TV in the living room, you have the children, you can hear every noise. And I'm kind of noise sensitive. Like my nerves are not what it was when I was in my twenties. And you, I hear everything and it drives me insane. But I thank goodness for my earbuds because that has been saving me because I could work, put on Spotify and listen to gospel music. You know, I feel like I've aged two years in this six months. And, you know, my blood pressure shot up. I know it did. And you just feel shaky. I feel like my anxiety level is is insane. And I mean, I figured it out because you have to use all of these technology when it comes to the children and their remote learning Google classrooms with Google meet for my older sons, they use pupil pads. So you go in and you could communicate with the teachers and see their grades that way. For my younger son, they use class dojo and the remind me app. But with all of these systems, it requires codes, it requires passwords and permissions. It takes time to get the access. So you always got to keep talking to the teachers. The teachers don't know because these are third party apps. So they only know the instructions. But if you have a problem, they have to communicate. If it's not with in the DOE, it's called something called a situation room, which is kind of hilarious by itself is like. You know, are we at war? (laughs) But the situation room, it was created to problem solve uh, issues in the schools, but that has not worked. The teachers are doing their best. I mean, I can't applaud the teachers, the principals, the people that work in the school enough. I cannot imagine being in such a chaotic in such a place that doesn't have strong leadership in a place in which people are not listening and people are not empathetic to the needs of the teachers and the principals. And by people, I mean Mayor de Blasio and Chancellor Carenza. During the breaks, you know, you got to understand with the children, they're frustrated and they're They have their own emotions and feelings, and you can't take that for granted. So I feel like I have really understood what they're going through because I'm hands-on. And my wife, she's working. She's in the building. So it's really just me 
from nine to two with them. And I feel like, I guess the analogy is I feel like all the personnel in the school. I don't know if that makes sense, but I feel like I'm the chef. I have to make breakfast. I have to make lunch for them. I'm cleaning up. I'm running all over this house. It's just, you know, I'm IT. I'm solving technical issues. Like my internet is not as sporadic sometimes. So I have to figure that out. I feel like a counselor that I need to regulate people's emotions. I feel like I need a counselor, (laughs) a psychologist, so that they could uh, help me out. So I want to just share some of my tips on how to survive, how to maintain your sanity, and how to help your children. Think this is this is what I'm doing, but you know, you figure out what works best for you. I just get up early. I get up two hours before everybody else. So that's 5 a.m. And what I do, what helps me with my blood pressure, what helps me with stress and anxiety is that I go jogging. I do 1.25 miles for 20 minutes. I'm not an athlete. I'm not trying to win any races. I'm just doing that to get a good sweat. And I run around my neighborhood And when I come home, I have some dumbbells. So I try to do 20 minutes of weight training. So if that's body weight exercises like pull-ups, push-ups, you know, doing curls or squats. Or, you know, if I want to, if I feel good, I'll do P90X. I try to do that. So that would probably be my first hour. And then I'll just eat breakfast. I'll make breakfast for anybody. Or if I'm not making breakfast, my wife will. But then she has to worry about going to work. So I try to just take it on myself. I grab all the computers and I test the internet access just to make sure the internet's working. You know, making sure the children are up and ready. And they, you know, with my kids, they've been up. I don't need to worry about that. I'm glad that they take the responsibility of getting up. When I'm eating my breakfast, I have my phone and I'm checking my work calendar and making sure that I have organized myself in my day. And, you know, then when you're finished with your breakfast, you go and you defrost. So if you have chicken or steak or whatever you need to prep for lunch, that that's ready to go. Second is setting the expectations. So, again, I told you I have an open workspace. I don't have the luxury of having a dedicated room in which I could close the door and work. My luxury is my kids are old enough in which I don't have baby or a toddler crying or, you know, when my kids was young, taking a pot and pan and just banging it, just doing all of these, you know, stuff that little kids do. They're older. So I feel blessed in that way. And when just making sure, you know, 830 is when remote, uh, the remote school starts. So making sure that everything's ready to go. When it comes to, you know, when I need to meet, if I have a Google's, uh, Google Meet, a WebEx, a Zoom meeting, you know, I'll let my children know, hey, I'm going to be on the, I'm going to be on a video chat. Uh, if you can, don't disturb me. And they get it. They, they understand. They know when I'm, 
you know, meeting with my supervisor or my team or the public. And they've been great. They will lower the TV volume. They, they, they understand. And, you know, when I think, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I have great supervisors. I I'm also blessed in that regard. They're great people. They also have children. So I usually check in every day, um, multiple times in a day. And we talk I'm like, yeah, you know, this is what it is. The kids are driving me insane today. You know, I'm going to do my job. I understand what my priorities and duties are. I understand my timeline and deadline. And my supervisor would, you know, replicate because we have a good relationship. So he would tell me what's going on. He has he has toddlers. Him and his wife, they work. They're both working professionals. So it's him now juggling the children in their schoolwork me juggling my children. So we have an understanding and we know how to support one another. So I would ask them, Hey, what do you need to, what do you need me to do today? Is there anything I could do to help make your life easier? And I would tell him, you know, for me personally, you know, if I can't, if I have to do something for my children, I'll definitely make up the time later on in the day. So it's just a balance because we could, we don't have to lock in to a nine to five schedule that has helped us. We do need to be around for nine to five, but there is some flexibility. And you, it's just, you know, with the email overload, just making sure you manage up, but you also got to manage down. It's really just making sure, again, you know what your due dates are. You understand what your prior priorities are. And you understand your expectations. You make sure that you're organized and that you understand what your priorities are and you take care of everything that's on a critical path, everything that's urgent. So planning, if you if you plan, you make your whole life easier. There's going to be times, again, you got to understand, even though that you're home, that you need, you should take Vacation time, sick time, you may think why I'm home or I'm not going on vacation, I'm locked in, why am I taking it? But you do need it. You need to go offline because you could feel like you're always in this habit of checking emails or you know, you're checking to make sure that you need to go to meetings. There's days you just need to take off that computer and not worry about work. And I did that for the first day of remote learning. And thank goodness I did. Because if I didn't, I would have had a nervous breakdown. Plan for interruptions. It's, it's going to happen where a kid may just walk into your video meeting or something is happening in your house. But don't apologize. I mean, you're working from home. You don't need to tell anybody you're sorry. Don't feel embarrassed or don't blame your children. It's just natural for kids to be kids. You know, love your kids, you know, tell them, hey, I'm in a meeting. And if you if you're comfortable with your coworkers and your boss, you don't need to worry about that. But if you're, you know, if your relationship is not like that, then just be like, yeah, thank you for your patience. But I think overall people understand, you know, what's going on. And they're not going to be stressing it like that. And ask your family for help. 
talk to your family, especially if they live nearby. I have great in-laws. They, they, you know, they would help me. They would cook. You know, later on in the day, they would watch my children because my children love going over to their house. And that has been a lifesaver for me. So I could get a little time to myself to just gather my thoughts, to relax, to take a mental break. This is not easy for your children either. They're adjusting to being at home, not being with their friends. They, they're trying, and you know, they probably did acclimate to what's going on, but it's still hard. It goes against, you know, why you, you try to get them off the screens if it's a TV screen or computer screen or phone screen. But now it's become the complete opposite. You want them on the phone. You want them on the computer. They're spending eight hours a day on it. So understand it's hard for them and support them and love them and hug them and tell them that everything's going to be all right. And again, I... I'm glad that I have some flexibility, even though it is a nine to five schedule. I, if I know I'm falling back on some priorities, I would work, you know, at 10 o'clock in the night when everybody's sleeping on spreadsheets and reports, depending on my deadline. Because again, it's going to balance out if you need it to, you know, I guess go pick up food for your kids or Maybe you needed to go to Staples because they needed a notebook and supplies. If you balance it out and you get your job done, that's really all that matters. Organization and time management. So if you're one of these you know, people that love technology, you know, get the apps. Get whatever apps you need to manage your time. Make sure you use alarms so you can put alarms on when you know you have a meeting. It could be difficult managing your time because you're trying to incorporate multiple schedules. Your children's schedule, your schedule. If you're in a relationship, the other person's schedule. And it's it could be tough mapping out what needs to be done. I think what was the hardest for me was I did a great job separating my work life from my personal life. I always knew how to put it in different compartments. It's all muddled together. And it's hard to figure out, well, is this my personal time or is this work or what the hell is happening right now? And you got to set your boundaries. So figure out when you're going to work and when is your personal time and make sure you, you make sure you have those boundaries in place and stick to it. If you don't have those healthy work boundaries, again, it's going to it's going to it's going to put you in a bad place mentally, physically, uh, emotionally. So figure that out because you don't want to have resentment. You don't want to uh, burn out. And it goes right into being kind to yourself. Learn every day what works and what doesn't work for you. And make those necessary adjustments. It is possible to be productive and a good parent at the same time. It's one of the biggest personal and professional challenges right now that you will ever undertake. Uh, 
understanding and differentiating work and personal time, having the proper communications between you and your supervisors and your coworkers. And if you supervise people, making sure that you are letting them know what the expectations are. A proper balance to ensure that everybody is communicating, everybody's performing. And if you could tie this all together right now, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. We don't know how much longer we're going to have to be at home. You know, there may be a second wave of COVID. It has been going up in New York, in Queens and Brooklyn. So even though they're going to reopen restaurants, I believe to 50% capacity, New York is not in a good place because of poor leadership. Right now, the mayor, people are highly critical of the way he's managing. He's He doesn't seem like he has his priorities in line. And because of if you don't have that firm leadership and if you don't have the confidence in how the city is being run, we, we, you know, 2021 is up in the air and we may be home. COVID may recirculate and cases may go up. This may be the norm right now. And without the, you know, a vaccine, hopefully will come about. But we're all in this together. We need to make sure we focus on our children, that they don't suffer educational stagnation, that they're, you know, continue to learn. This is going to make them stronger because this is their learning real life right now. I'm so impressed with their technical skills. Like, they have skills in which they could work in the office and run a PowerPoint presentation, uh, conduct Zoom meetings. They know how to use this technology, so they're, te- they're technologically sound. But again, take care of yourself and take care of your children. Follow us on social media, UESNYS. Check out the website, UESNYS.com. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Thank you for listening.